kids, welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James. It's term three, second half of the Woo-hoo! year. Woo! What a year it's been. It really has. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I am exhausted already. <laughs> yes, it has been a crazy, crazy year. Uh, Ash, tell me, uh, we've been thinking about the passage that we're going to be looking at today, uh, and I was thinking about some some fun questions we could get into to start with to help us get ready to think about it. Tell me, what or who is your favourite bad guy from like maybe TV or movies or something like that? Who is your favourite bad guy? Oh, that's a hard question. I don't ask easy ones. <laughs> I've got a couple. Um, so... You guys probably wouldn't know this show, but there's a show called The Office, which is one of my favorite shows. It's a comedy show. And um, there's a character called Dwight, and he's really dorky, and he's a rule um, follower, and he's always trying to get the main characters fired from um, the job that they all work in. And But I, I have such a soft spot for him. Like, really, he actually just wants to be loved <laughs> and wants to be a part of the group. He is a charming villain. There's no doubt about he it. He is. Yeah. And my other favorite one uh, might surprise you guys a little bit it's actually Emperor Palpatine um, from the Star Wars series and uh, I don't know I do a pretty good impression of him um. yeah I think it's important <laughs> this really surprised me when Ash told me that a Star Wars villain was one of her favorites uh, we've talked about her lack of Star Wars knowledge. No, it's not, it's not my lack of Star Wars knowledge. Star Wars, I'm pretty good. It's any other, like, Marvel superhero kind of thing. Okay, fair enough. But to be fair, the reason you like Palpatine is because you like, if I'm representing you correctly here, you like walking around your house with a dressing gown or a hoodie <laughs> and just humming Darth Vader's theme music yeah. while doing a Palpatine impression. <laughs> I, I'll be, uh, Letting everyone down, I feel like, if I didn't tell you uh, my favourite bad guy. So, you, you mentioned Marvel uh, mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And I think that my favourite villain is possibly Magneto from the X-Men. And that's because Magneto's one of these great bad guys who thinks he's the good guy. Oh, yeah, I love them. Magneto thinks that he is right. He thinks that destroying humans so that mutants can rule is the way to go. And he thinks he's totally uh, in the right. He thinks he's got good reasons for doing this. He thinks that humans are bad guys. Uh, And so that's what makes him so interesting. He's a bad guy, but he thinks he's a good guy. And we might actually meet a couple of guys in this passage today that think they're good guys, but might be bad guys. So, that sounds good, but let's get stuck into it. Okay, kids, it's now time for our Bible reading, and we are still going to be looking through the book of Luke, picking up where we left off a couple of weeks ago. So today's passage is Luke chapter 5, verses 27 to 32, and this is a really great one. I'm looking forward to getting stuck into it. So while we're reading this passage, if you like, you can draw a picture of the story as you hear it. It's only a short passage today, um, but you definitely will be able to pick up on a few things that you can draw. And uh, if you do, we would love to see your creation on the Facebook Kids Church page. So let's read Luke chapter 5, verses 27 to 32. Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the place for paying taxes. Jesus said to him, follow me. 
Levi left everything and went with Jesus. In his home, Levi gave a big dinner for Jesus. Many tax collectors and other guests were also there. The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law of Moses grumbled to Jesus' disciples. Why do you eat and drink with these tax collectors and other sinners? Jesus answered, Healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. I didn't come to invite good people to turn to God. I came to invite sinners. short passage but packed with so much goodness so many things that we can discuss so James what's something that you got out of this passage yeah so I find this passage super interesting because we've got Jesus who we know is the son of God and we know that he is the one who has come to bring people back to God and he's come healing people and he's come making them well and he's come helping people but now we have this second interaction so far in the gospel of luke that he has with the pharisees like the religious leaders the guys that were meant to be experts in the law and all that sort of stuff and jesus again is doing something in a way that totally surprises them so we saw uh in one of our earlier podcasts where jesus was healing somebody on the sabbath and the pharisees were like what are you doing man and now we see jesus eating with tax collectors who were like big-time bad guys for the Jewish people back in the day because they were working for their enemy uh, and also working with sinners who were people that were not living God's way. And the Pharisees are like, what are you doing here, man? So that just in and of itself is really interesting to see that we're going to have kind of another face-off going on between Mm. these two guys here, yeah? Yeah. So the issue is Jesus eating and hanging out with and being friends with people that the Pharisees thought were bad guys. Yeah. Right? And Jesus gives this really interesting response when they say, why are you doing this? Like, why would you be hanging out with bad guys? And Jesus says that healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. Which just makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you were healthy, you wouldn't get up in the morning and be like, you know what I need? See the doctor today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You only go if you're sick. And so Jesus says that it's not good people that I've come to invite into my kingdom to be my friend. I've come to invite the people uh, who are sinful, who are not living God's way. I've come to uh, take people who weren't God's friend and to make them God's friend. Now, Ash, why do you think that this might have been a surprising thing for the Pharisees to hear? Like, why do you think they're like, what is going on here? Yeah, it's really interesting. We see a lot um, in the New Testament that the Pharisees are constantly trying to keep rules. And they, um, so they're the people that were sort of trying to uphold the Mosaic law from the Old Testament, which um, we've all read about uh, and studied in kids' church. And so for them, their idea of being favorable with Jesus, the way to get that is by obeying all these rules and being what they would classify as a good person 
person. And what I love about this passage is that Jesus completely flips on its head what it means to be a good person. And so no longer, now that Jesus is here, no longer is being a good person about um, ticking off a list of um, good deeds or things that they think would please God, but actually a transformation of people's hearts. And so the other thing that I just love about this passage too is that the Pharisees think that they're good and that um, the fact is no one is good at all. And so the fact that Jesus um, says that good people, um, oh sorry, that healthy people don't need a doctor is almost this ironic statement as well because everyone is in need of a doctor. Everyone is in, is in need of Jesus because everyone is sick because of their sin. So, um, so many cool things in this passage. And I just love um, that Jesus really redefines what it means to be good. Yeah, that's really the key thing because the Pharisees, they think that they're good people because they're good at following rules. Yeah. And they think that if you follow rules, then you are going to be right with God. But the thing is, is that even though some people might be better at following rules than others, none of us have actually followed all the rules perfectly. And so we read in the book of Romans in the New Testament, where the apostle Paul, one of Jesus's early followers, says that, you know, yeah, if you follow all the rules perfectly, then you can be right with God. But then he says, the problem is that all have sinned and that all have fallen short of the glory of God, that nobody has kept God's laws in the way that we are meant to. So even though the Pharisees are really good at following rules, they're not perfect. They're not good enough to actually earn their way into heaven or into being friends with God. And so when Jesus says, I didn't come uh, to invite good people, we could almost sort of say, well, the reason that you didn't come to invite good people is because there's no good people to invite. Yeah, we, that's we, exactly it. We've, we've all messed up. Yeah. And the, the other point I guess is really interesting with the Pharisees is that they've got the order of um, what it looks like to be a Christian and a follower of Jesus completely wrong. So their thought is, if I'm a good person, if I do this thing, then Jesus will accept me. But really what the Bible tells us is that when we come to faith in Jesus, we're given the Holy Spirit, which is what actually transforms our hearts and gives us fruits of the Spirit. And these are the things that help us to obey God because of our faith in him and because we love him. So it's just interesting that, you know, it, it, you know, as Christians, we still um, should be obeying God and doing what he wants, but it's not in order to earn his favor. It's because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, we see that at the very start of this passage, right? Because Jesus goes up to Levi, a tax collector. Remember, all the Jewish people thought that he was a bad guy because he was working for their enemies. And Jesus says to him, come with me. He doesn't say, stop being a tax collector. Yeah. Stop doing bad things and then if you do a really good job with that if you're good enough at not being a tax collector then maybe they'll, I'll let you mm. come with me he says come with me and now like you said when we follow Jesus we do start to do good stuff and that's part of how we show that we believe and trust in Jesus we want to listen to him and obey him but that first call to come and follow him it doesn't go to somebody who's really good at following rules it goes to a bad guy who is not friends with God and so I was thinking about this uh, for you kids at home to maybe help understand this a little bit more. I want you to think about uh, that kid in school who is really bad at following the rules, who's always distracting people. Maybe he's lost his temper and hurt people. Maybe he's said mean things. 
maybe she's gotten upset with the teacher and they've uh, been in trouble lots of times and that sort of stuff. That's probably not the first person that you would think of uh, when Jesus is looking for his people and looking for who he wants to have in heaven with him. But what this passage is telling us is that that is exactly the sort of person who Jesus came to save. He came to save people like you and me, uh, and even though we've made mistakes, he wants to love us. But he didn't just come for, you know, quote, good people, you know, people like us trying to follow the rules. He also came for the people who are not listening and are disobeying and hurting people. And he wants to change their hearts every bit as much as he wants to change ours. So there's hope for you yet, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> and you. <laughs> yes, that is right. That is right. All right, kids. Well, this has been a great passage, uh, and I hope that you guys learned from it. And if there's any questions that you have about any of this stuff, of course, you can always message us, and we'd love to hear from you. Definitely. Okay, kids, it is now time for your favorite part of the show, our special guest of the week. And this week I have in the studio with me the wonderful Keith. Hey, Keith, how are you going? Oh, I'm good, Ash. How are you? I am well, thank you. It's nice to see you in person for a change. Oh, it's so good to be here. It's just lovely that we get to, you know, see people uh, in person. Got to be safe. Got to take precautions. Don't want to spread uh, virus and COVID and all the rest. But it is so good uh, that we can be here in person together. It is. And did you know... Keith, that this week on Sunday is our first week back at church in person. Did I know? Ash, Ash, who are you talking to? Do you not know that James is one of my best friends and we talk like all the time? I didn't know you guys even knew each other. Oh my gosh, we go way, way back. He is the guy that first started telling me about Jesus, legend, and uh, I do believe that he told me all about you guys going back to meeting in person this week. Oh, really? Well, tell us what you know. I'm keen to hear. Yeah, so he was telling me how it's going to look very, very different, uh, even though we're going to be doing the same thing. So we're still going to be coming together to worship God, to hear from his word, to praise him. We're going to talk to him in prayer. We're going to do all that good stuff, but it's going to look different. Now, I'm saying we. I, I'm not going to be there. I've you know, got to uh, keep myself in isolation going. I'm a bit of a high-risk uh, person myself. Not to uh. spread, but to receive, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, so I won't be there. But he was telling me uh, that when the kids come in this week, apparently, and now, Ash, you are the Kids Church Coordinator. Yes, I am. So you can correct me if I mm-hmm. do you know, misunderstand. Not that James would have made a mistake, but I might have misunderstood. <laughs> uh the kids are not going to come into the foyer and the auditorium like they normally would. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. They are going to go straight into the ballroom when uh, they arrive at church. And there's going to be some awesome, awesome activities set up for them to play with while everyone gets settled. All right. That sounds great. That, that sounds really, really good. I want kids, I hope you're looking forward to that. Now, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm told there's going to be some activities and games. And after you guys do uh, uh, what you're calling a soft start, where you, you start to mm-hmm. do some things, but it's not like the full class yet. Yeah. Uh, but then you guys are going to watch the, the Kid Spot video, is that correct? That's right. So there's going to be a really big projector, which is going to show Kid Spot on the wall, that big white wall in the ballroom. So we'll all get to sit and watch Kid Spot together 
together. And then after that, we'll head off to our classes with our teachers. Oh, it sounds awesome. I mean, I've, 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 uh, I've been watching uh, the Kids Spot on, on the online stream and oh, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. And and I saw James said to that uh, girl, uh, what's her name? Uh, Shazza, mm-hmm. that, that like, you know, we should meet or something like that. And I've got to say, you could be onto something there. She, she seems like a bit of all right. I wouldn't mind coming, you know, getting to know her. It sounds like a bit of fun. Yeah, I reckon you guys would be really good friends, actually. I think you'd have a lot in common. Yeah, I think we had the same speech coach. It'd be really, really good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so what else can you tell us about coming back to church on Sunday? Well, I understand that after uh, you get done in classes uh, with your age groups, uh, which which might you might be in a different class. They're uh, quite different. Yeah. There's only two classes per service now instead of three, so it's going to be very interesting. What? That sounds great. That means more people for you to be, you know, mm-hmm. meeting different age groups and that sort of thing. So Absolutely. That, that should be fun. Big kids, I'm sure you'll be taking care of the little kids. That That's your job as mm-hmm. a big kid, so accept that responsibility. Uh, and then at the end, are they going to go back out to the foyer and the auditorium and meet no, mum and dad there? No, they will not be. So when you've finished in class, um, about five minutes before your parents are finished in the service, they, uh, your leaders are going to take you back into the ballroom where you started and there'll be some mats for you to sit on and um, we'll be playing some fun little quiet games on the mat until your parents come into the ballroom to pick you up and take you home. Oh, that sounds great. And again, I reckon big kids, that's going to be an awesome chance for you guys to be great helpers and leaders uh, by showing the little kids how to play nicely together, being generous and kind to them, uh, helping them show how to share and do all that great stuff. Uh, And then are they going to hang around and play after church is finished? Is that going to be happening? Unfortunately not. So that's why we're having our playtime at the beginning. So you guys will still get plenty of playtime just at a different part of the morning. So you'll have it first. And then once we're finished kids church, you guys will head straight home. Or I don't know, maybe you might head out with some other families from church to a park for lunch or maybe back to someone's house. So you're still going to get lots of social time, lots of playtime. It's just going to look a little bit different. Oh, see, I knew that that sounded great. Now I'm really sad I'm not going to get to be there. Although... I guess if I was going, I'd, I'd still have to go hang out with the grown-ups. Not as much fun, to Definitely be Definitely not. Yeah, nah. Uh, all right. Well, look, that sounds wonderful, kids. I hope you are looking forward to getting to see each other in person. And look, if you can't come yet for some reason, maybe your family's not coming back, uh, everything is still going to be online. You can, you can watch uh, like I will be uh, from home, and we can still worship God and be transformed by Him and His Spirit in our living rooms. It's amazing what technology can do these days. It's fantastic. Back in my day, you know, we had pedals and gears and moving things with your hand. It was, it was very strange. <laughs> Sounds like you're a little bit older than we all thought. My age is really unsure. We're not, we're not. We don't know how old Keith is. Birth certificate was lost. I I actually think I was born this way. I'm not sure if I was a child. (laughs) Anyway. Thanks so much for joining us, Keith. We can't wait uh, to see all the kids back uh, at church in person on Sunday. And if you're not coming in person on Sunday, then we will all still be here waiting for you and so excited to see you when you do start coming back. So thanks so much, Keith. Oh, it's a pleasure. Always happy to help, Ash. And, and look, if you do see Shaz around, say hi for me. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting to meet her in person. I will, I will. I will tell her to give you a call. Excellent. 
goodness, I am always so exhausted after talking to Keith. He is an awesome guy, but full of so much energy. He is a hurricane. Uh, I Every time I get off the phone with him, I just think to myself, that is a lot uh, to take in. But it's it's good stuff. He is really excited about God. He, he loves the kids. It's so much fun talking with him. So I, I get I get why you might be a little bit tired, but at the same time, uh, I, I love his energy. Yes, I do wish that I had um, his passion for life. Uh, and now, kids, it is time for our question of the week. So because um, James and I have been so busy trying to get back into organizing Sunday services for you guys, uh, we actually didn't even have time to ask you guys to send us some questions. So instead of having a question from you guys this week, I wanted to ask James a question that I had a lot when I was your age. And I said to James, even now, sometimes I still find myself a little bit confused about this. So I would love to know, James... What does the Bible say about what happens to us when we die? So there's some people that sort of think that when we die, we go straight to heaven and um, then we're with Jesus until he decides to come back to earth and then we go into the new creation. And then there's some other people that seem to think that uh, when we die, it's kind of like we're asleep for a little while. And then when Jesus comes back, we go into the new creation. So I would love to know, please clarify, what is the deal? Wow. All right. Uh, kids, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when Ash told me that she would be asking a question this week uh, compared to you guys, I thought I was going to get an easy one. Uh, but no, no, she she's given us another no great, mercy. <laughs> great, deep, tough question. All right. So let's think about this a little bit. Uh, so in the Bible, we learn that Jesus came into the world and that he died on the cross and he rose again and then he uh, went up to be with God in heaven but the Bible also tells us that Jesus is coming back and that when he does the whole world is going to be recreated there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and so we know that in eternity after Jesus comes back that we're going to be living with Jesus in the new earth that's the picture uh, that we see in the Bible. We see Jesus seated at the center of a city. Uh, there is streets paved with gold. We're not sure if that's like actually going to be see mm. you know, paths of gold or if that's just helping us to understand how amazing it's going to be. And it's like a, a fancy way of describing it. But either way, we get this sense of Jesus with his physical body uh, living amongst us and us getting to see him face to face. So that's kind of where we're going. The question is, where do we go in between Jesus coming back if we die before the new creation and the new heavens and the new earth are made? So we get a couple of possible hints. So in the New Testament, we see that the authors of the different books of the Bible there talk about when people have died, that it's like they've fallen asleep and that they're going to be awakened when Jesus comes back. So that's one sort of way of looking at it. But then we also get this really interesting thing where when Jesus is crucified, there are two thieves that are crucified at the same time as him. And one of them asks God or asks Jesus to forgive him. And Jesus says that today you will be with me in paradise. And so that's where we get this uh, these two sort of different ideas about what it looks like when we die and we're believing in Jesus. Do we go and be with him in some sort of place called paradise? 
or do we maybe fall asleep and it's like we will eventually at some point wake up in the new creation so the truth is that none of us are really sure about what it looks like and to be honest both of them are pretty good pictures like, yeah i'd be happy with either <laughs> yeah if you told me that i was going to go to sleep and wake up in the new creation with jesus i'd be like cool that i also sounds... love sleep so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's right yeah Ash could like, you know, do a Palpatine impression on her way to her bed, go to sleep and then wake up in heaven. It'd be awesome. Uh, or the idea of, of dying and then going and being with Jesus in paradise in some way, maybe not in our physical bodies, maybe in our spirit would be with Jesus. And when Jesus comes back, that's when we'd get our new bodies for the new creation. That might be what that looks like. And you can see, by the way, that I'm using the word might and possibly. Like I said, that <laughs> we don't 100% know. I think that if you really force me to pick one, I'd say that it's more likely to me that our spirit is with Jesus in heaven now in some way. And that when he comes back, uh, he is going to give us new bodies and we're going to live physically again in the new creation. But that's just me sort of looking at it and saying, what do I think is more likely? But if it turned out that we went to sleep and then woke up in the new creation, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, and if anyone thinks that that's, the, that's what's going to happen, I'd say, yeah, I totally get it. And this is actually another good example of where the Bible teaches us everything that we need to know in order to know God and love him and love other people. But it also doesn't tell us everything about what's going to happen. Yeah, and that actually makes sense because one of the big thing, one of the big things that God asks us to do is to trust Him, and that means when I trust somebody, I don't need to know absolutely everything. I just need to know who they are. So, Ash, if you told me, uh, James, I really need you to meet me uh, at Erina on Friday at midday, and didn't give me any other details because I trust you, I'd say. Okay, well, if, if Ash is asking me to do that, then I guess I'll go and do that. Uh, but we know that with Jesus, that if he's telling us, all you need to do is believe in me and you'll have eternal life and spend forever with me. How we get there, he hasn't told me, but that's okay. I can still trust him. So, Ash, I didn't give you a definite, <laughs> it, definitely this one, but does that help? Was that okay? It does. I think it's actually almost comforting to know that it could be either option um, and that you know I think this whole year actually has just shown us that we don't have to know everything we don't have to know what's going to happen tomorrow or that sort of thing but because um, we know who Jesus is we know his character um, and how much he loves us so much that he died for our sins that um, we can trust him and no matter what it's going to look like it's going to be beautiful it's going to be amazing and this year I think has shown me so much um, just how much brokenness and sinfulness is in the world and how painful that can be to live through sometimes so um, this year I have really felt my soul yearning uh, to be united with Christ and to be in the new creation whatever that's going to look like yeah absolutely and to be fair sometimes you're just yearning to go to bed and sleep too <laughs> Nearly all the time. Yeah, I'm always so yeah, tired. Okay. But Jesus is the better hope. We can agree he is, on he that. Is. Yeah. Well, that wraps up 
on our first episode back of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. Thanks so much for joining us. We are super keen to continue this podcast, even though we're going to be back in person with you guys so, so soon. We are so excited to see you guys, aren't we, James? We are super excited to see you, can't we? And I can't wait for Kids Church. It is going to look quite different. But I think it's just going to be so cool to have all of us back together and to see um, kids uniting their leaders again and seeing new kids in new classes and new kinds of activities. And oh my gosh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it, it change is scary, but then you get into it and it turns out so many good things. So yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And so, like I said, we're going to be continuing the podcast. So if you've got questions that you would like James to answer, please send them to us in a voice message by clicking the link in the show notes and you can record your message there. And also, if you've got anything else you want to share with us, a video or um, maybe a picture of um, the drawing that you did for the lesson today, then please pop it on the Facebook uh, page for Kids Church and we can absolutely have a look at it and enjoy your creations. And until next week, we'll see you then. See you then, guys. Thanks. Bye.